Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. This is Jono and Lexi from We Kill Cowboys, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us.
guys, welcome back. Well, Lexi, welcome back. Jono, welcome for the first time. How's things? Yeah, good to be back. Good. Thank you, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Fantastic. And Jono, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just came uh, rushing in from the cold. We, we're we just starting winter here in, in South Africa and it's getting very cold. <laughs> so I came rushing in going, oh, I'm going to make eight o'clock, but I made it. I made it. I'm here. So life is good. Now, is it true? Is it true when you guys say cold, that's still like an Irish summer to us? Yes, yeah. I was about to say, we're talking to Irishmen. It's <laughs> like, please, you keep turnings and you're cold. <laughs> We are pathetic ninnies when it comes to the cold, but it's still cold, you know. <laughs> I could imagine. I'd say when you think it's cold, I'm probably still walking around in shorts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we have a few things to talk about. You've new music coming out. I'm excited to hear it. It sounds unbelievable. So today you release Pink Coding. Can you tell us a bit about it? John, do you want to take this one, my dude? So... <laughs> lol Rex. so so i particularly i've got a very i've got a very sort of close connection with this song um on a couple of levels uh one is that she she jokingly says she wrote it about me and my drug problems um <laughs> and <laughs> actually, i don't know i don't know how much he's joking to be honest i think she did actually write it about me um and uh the second the second one is that it it um certainly as far as my memory goes uh it's one of the first songs where i kind of really flexed a little bit from a songwriting point of view um and took the the raw stuff that that lex had brought in and and really changed it quite profoundly and had to argue my case rather vociferously um but you know, it it was kind of a it was a moment in the band where I think uh, a, a deepening of the trust between me and Lexi kind of yeah. happened when when you know when we had our, our little sort of tiff about how a song could or should sound, um, and and I managed to convince her to go along with with my with my ideas, um, and it and it and 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 I think it it kind of marked a, a, a real point in the band where things were like oh okay there's a there's there's something to be said for what happens when we when we decide to listen to one another and work with one another and compromise for one another you know towards a song um and then it's just it's just heavy as fuck man like straight up, it's just like unbelievably god awfully heavy like when the chorus drops it's just like whoa and I like that, you know, and and it's cool to have been part of creating something that that even now, you know, I've listened to it a bunch of times. Obviously, um, I still listen to it every now and then. I'm like, fuck, hey, that's a big noise, you know, and and that's cool. And you know, your sound has evolved into a heavier sound since you started. Fans can't Guilty. deny it. <laughs> it obviously comes from you, Denjano. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting because we've got a we've got a we've got a drummer who's a metalhead, right? So uh, he's just heavy, um, and it's just about having gotten to know one another more and more. We we're 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 just we all seem to be drawn towards playing heavier and heavier. Um, and then it's always funny watching watching us pull something heavy out of the band, and, and Alex turns into an excitable little schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah, no, I get I get real pumped up. I think I think you know because it's that whole thing of just it's like letting the music evolve naturally between 
you know, the, the different people in the band, instead of trying to like control, you know, how you think you want it to sound or what you're trying to put out, it's like, hey, fuck, let's just let go and let's just let's just let the, the people, the, the fucking all of us, just create the stuff. And it's kiff. There's no there's no like preconceived idea anymore of of like this is the direction. It's like let's just fucking write, man, and see what happens. So that's been that's been amazing, and naturally that's just becoming into a heavier sound, you know. So it's it's super exciting. And I think I genuinely do feel that this 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 tune was, you know, in as much as it's the first tune we're releasing that is like heavy. It was a watershed moment on a on like a, an energetic level in the band of getting to that point where we where we you know allowed ourselves the uh, the 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 heaviness where we went okay cool we we're, we're going to we're going to let ourselves be this big you know i have to ask how heavy are you going to end up going like can people expect like some sort of like black metal song from you guys <laughs> in the future swedish death metal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think dude honestly i think we're just naturally progressing into a space where we're just writing heavier stuff. And it's it's not to say it's like metal or fucking doom. It's just, it's it's everything. I mean, I think just because like Jono was saying, you know, there's like metal, you know, drumming influences. And Jono comes from a very heavy like blues, but also rock and roll background. And I come from the punk rock background. So, and like, like with Donnie joining us now, our new bass player, it's, it's he's got his whole own element. So I just feel like we have a lot to express. And it's just fucking fun playing heavy music, you know? Like, you just want to play loud shit. That's all you want to do. And it's just, it's coming out and it's really fun. And I think we all feel it on a very deep, connected level. And it's just real, which is sick. So expect heavier stuff, my dude, for sure. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and you guys have uh, recently signed with Mongrel Records. What does this mean for the band going forward? Um, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's all under the sort of same umbrella with just music, um, with STFD, you know, it's the same sort of umbrella. I think. I think just with Mongrel, we just kind of we 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 are more suited to be with a, a label that just kind of supports heavier bands. Um, you know, obviously evolving more into that sound, it just made sense to kind of join up with them. Um, you know, which has been absolutely amazing. We love working with Warren; he's our dude. But you know, Kev with the folk down is still part of the team, still part of the crew. So we all work together really well. And I think it's just kind of like. Everyone just, honestly, it's it's an amazing family setup, and everyone is is doing the work, and they're fucking dedicated, and you know the sky's the limit, really. So I think it's been a really cool adjustment, but it also it's been a very organic, easy kind of flow, and it just it's 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 I think just trusting where the band's going and trusting the right people that are with us with the same vision, and then you know just see what happens, really. I think there is a lot to be said for. Um... Certainly, from my point of view, because I, I tend to be the real pedant and, and dad figure in the band. Um, Warren's like years of experience, particularly in PR, and I think his his absolute passion for for heavy music, um, you know, just makes it a makes it a, a perfect fit. Where maybe, um, you know, the what what often makes for a successful band, uh, as I can see, is is people within the band having various strengths that they can bring to bear around the industry stuff. One of the things none of us particularly love is the PR side of the world. So to have a guy who happens to be the the dude running the 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 label who's sort of uh, a work special uh, specialty over the last 20 years is PR. It's just like such a sigh of relief really. Um, because it means that thing that we used to stress about, it's just like, okay, cool. That's getting handled by somebody who's a real pro. 
and it also like from my side, I I I've always thought of myself. So in, in South Africa, we we have the the English and the Afrikaans speakers, right? And I'm a I've I've always called I've variously referred to myself as a half breed or a mongrel mixed breed. <laughs> kind of it works for me. <laughs> like some, some sort of gnarly street dog, you know. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good match, so it's a good match. And I suppose, you know, like you were saying, having a guy that is an expert in PR, it frees you guys up to just focus on the music. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. And I, I think, think you know, you know, you know, just, sorry, sorry, Johnny, you go. No, no, I, I insist. Oh, golly, golly, why thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, just pulls down to... In front of the nice interviewer, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, and like, I just think it's like obviously like Warren's expertise you know and obviously like we started off with STFD and you know it's it's just the natural evolution and it just it's kept because you know we could focus on the writing and then you know the artwork all that kind of cool fun stuff and and just know that everything else is handled and then there's amazing communication I think that is just so vital with you know anything in life but you know when it comes to this kind of thing like having that open communication and for everyone to be on the same page and have to have the same vision is just like so vital. And when people are excited about what you're doing and then they work with you as well, that just changes the game, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You mentioned the new bassist. You've had a lineup change since we last spoke. What happened and what was it like trying to find a good fit? Fucking bassist, dude. I mean, you know, they just break your heart, they lead you on, and they just fuck right off. <laughs> I thought that was normally drummers. <laughs> I know we spoke about this last time. Last time we spoke about the drummer situation. Yeah. But you know what? Like our, our old bassist, Maddie, we like he's in Germany working for Warwick Bass, and we are so proud of him. And it's just incredible. And we loved, you know, he was such a, a amazing integral part of the band. Um, and, you know, definitely it was like a stress when, you know, we were so pumped for him when he got that job. And of course, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we, we're going to miss a friend and like a, a bandmate. And also that whole thing of like, you know, who's going to come into your band? It's also about the connecting with someone. Like besides them being a really good musician, you have fun. It's like your family member. So that for us is very important with this band that we really care about the people that come into our space and like who we create with. So that was always a bit scary to go like, fuck, you know, and who, who, who comes in now? And we did. We did a little audition thing. We said, hey, guys, we need a bassist. What's up? Like, hit us up. And, you know, Donnie was one of the dudes that got hold of us. And he comes from a small town, you know, up in South Africa. Um, and he just moved to Cape Town. And he didn't really know anyone. And, you know, he, we were just like, who's this dude, man? Like, we don't know who this guy is. Because, of course, in any, like, you know, Cape Town, and it's like this and like, you know, Burden, all those kind of cities, you like, Musicians all know each other. And it's like recycling of musicians through bands, right? And here was this dude who, like, we don't know. No one fucking knows. And he came in for the audition. And it was just like, wow, okay. This motherfucker knows what's up. He is different. There's something about him. And he just, he, like, him and Jono. I mean, Jono, I think you were just kind of, like, having a little blushing, crushful moments when you guys started playing together. Well, so, so here's my thing. I mean, it's, it's, I'd... Obviously, yes, the the friendship thing is is important, but I'm um, you know, I'm I put the music first. If I can speak to somebody on a musical level, the the friendship and the relationship will take care of itself, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, if we can speak to one another at that sort of deep soul level, 
I'm I'm not concerned about the nature of a friendship, you know. That's um, why we balance out, you know, That's why we have that going, dude. You see, you you like the hard ass. I'm like the softy. So it's like a little fucking cool balance, bro. Yeah, and and Donnie walked in, and I mean, obviously, subsequently, we've got to gotten to know one another a little bit more. But he just walked in and and was astonishingly adept. So I mean, okay, I, I I play lead guitar in the band, right? But my 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 real interest is is again, heaviness is not found in flashy lead guitar playing. Heaviness is found in like crushing grooves. You know, the slower the better, as far as I'm concerned. Well, the slower the heavier. And because because I I come you know we we come from South Africa, I listen to a lot of African groove, and it's different, man. Like. There's a weird feel that we got going on on this continent. And a lot of people don't access that. Certainly sort of people in our in our kind of immediate environments, they're just not listening to that kind of music. This cat walked in on the one riff we have that no one's been able to play properly. He walked in and played that groove heavier than I can play it. And I oh, went, man. Jesus. And, it's a, and this is a groove I wrote. You know, this, <laughs> is, this is one of my sole intentions uh, soul S O U L intentions that this guy comes in and goes, okay, right, let's make this really heavy. And I, that's just when we were playing, she's dead. Like, yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Who, what, what is this? You know? And, and, you know, I'll be very straight. The dude looks pretty unassuming. And that's about the biggest understatement I can make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just like, Small, weedy dude with like little nerd Coke bottle glasses and like super quiet, super fucking chilled, doesn't say much, like has a really offbeat sense of humor. Put a bass guitar on this dude and he's like heavier than God, man. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just went, when, when I heard that and I heard him like lock into that groove, I just went, well, okay, like no question, you know. Then I had to fight with Alex and Andrew, but that's normal. <laughs> um, and you know, subsequently, I think we've all kind of agreed that 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 he was the 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 right option. Um, yeah. And what what's been amazing now is is um, getting into like getting in like now the tricky bit is like okay now we're we really going to get to know one another and let's a write together or first record together. So 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 he he's featuring on Pink Codeine. But that song had been written to a large degree. So he's he's recorded on that. Then it was cool. Let's write together. Well, we've had some kind of teething issues, but I think we kind of we're onto a good pluck now. And then of course next week we we climb on a plane and we go tour uh, we go tour up north uh, in South Africa in Johannesburg and Pretoria for a few days. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. You know, like we've now done the bedding in. Now let's see how how it really works, you know. It's all quite exciting. As like right now, things are quite exciting. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that'll be the real test, though, when you go on tour together. See if you can survive. You know, if all of you come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect. I suspect that we are going to find out that we all pale in comparison to the weirdness that is Donny. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I love you, Donny. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's an interesting cat, man. Yeah, yeah. And you have an upcoming EP. I know it might be early days yet to start sharing some news on it, but what can you tell us about at this stage? Heavier, definitely heavier. Um, 
you know, it's, it's the stuff that we've been playing live and we've got a lot of really, really great feedback on, you know, these like newer tracks that we've written. And so it's, it's definitely like, and also us finding the right dude to track with um, and record with who really, you know, he did Pinko D in Flores LaRue and he's really understands our sound and how to work with the sound. And so we're really, really pumped to be tracking these next songs because they, they've definitely gone a much heavier kind of like fucking, I don't know, like grunge, psych, rock and roll, like a bit of metal vibe. And to, to think about going into studio now with, with this dude that understands what we're trying to do and has worked with a lot of like, you know, uh, fuck off and all those dudes. So it's it's kind of just, it's it's exciting. So I mean, yeah, I, I say before the end of the year, we'll have that EP coming out, a lot of music videos, and it's going to be kiff. It's going to be cool to see, you know, sort of how people uh, take it, you know, and respond to it. And yeah. What I, what I think is, <clears throat> what I think is going to become um, apparent very quickly, as soon as you listen to, to Pink Coding is there's been um, a marked uh, step upwards in just the overall delivery by the band of our songs. And that goes through, now we've got a bit of experience in the studio, our songwriting chops are better honed. Um, we have a producer who's a guitar rock-oriented producer um, who's who's gotten involved with our sound and uh, you know, this is a guy whose idea of a good time is is turning big amps as loud as they go, <laughs> and that works for for me, you know. And I think Lexi quite likes Lexi quite likes the loud guitars these days as well. I do, I um, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just there's there's a there's I don't want to I don't want to be so bold as to as to promise a quantum leap, but there's a definite like big step upwards on all fronts. With regards to you know the approach, the sound of our records, and and I think also um, the um, the the ambition of our songwriting, you know, um, we we taking things, we taking we 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 still haven't found any like mental limitations, you know, we're still willing to do stupid shit, which yep. is what I refer to as like. You know, add in an extra bar here, just you know, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think there's um, you know, the new the new EP. I mean, it's weird because we've been playing these songs for a year now, so it's like new EP. It's like oh god, we like as far we're already writing EP number three. You know, we've started writing for our third EP already. Um, which is, I mean, God, to be working at a pace like this, you know, in a band is just the best thing. But yeah, the next one that's going to come out, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to feel like a like a big step up recordings wise. I'm also, I mean, Lex, we haven't even talked about this, but um, I'm quite curious to to kind of find out what the what the feedback is going to be between our much more produced and layered recorded sound as opposed to our, obviously, you know, limited by two guitars, bass, and drums very raucous live sound you know that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be an interesting an interesting feature of the next couple of months i think you know obviously it's concerts that made us you've been on before lexi so we have to talk about a bit about gigs so since the last time we spoke can you tell us about what gigs you've played what's maybe the best ones 
Oh, man. I mean, the last time we spoke, we were about to play with the nudies, the new girls, um, which was incredible. And since then, we've played again with them after that. Uh, you know, dude, honestly, we, we've, we just feel very grateful because we've, you know, as a band that is relatively new, we are really just trying to push the limits and be very open to playing with different genres. So, you know, we're playing like, like metal shows, with metal bands, and then also opening for, you know, quite prolific South African bands, um, you know, that, you know, didn't play for 10 years and had a big reunion show and like playing sold out shows opening for them. And I think to be, you know, to, to be asked to open for those kind of bands is, is really amazing. Um, I mean, you know, ne- like we go on tour now and like next month we are playing with The Narrow, which, you know, is a, a pretty big South African band that was around from when I was like a teenager. So I, I definitely I feel like I'll, I'll kind of, the way that we've booked our shows, we've obviously done the smaller club shows because that's important for your stamina as a musician and just to kind of get, you know, all that traction. Um, but we've definitely had these really incredible, you know, shows at, at amazing venues, you know, opening for these much bigger bands. And that's definitely, you know, given us that confidence boost to like believe in ourselves and keep pushing the boundaries and to also be like the fucking sky's the limit, man. Like, you know, Europe's coming, fucking Ireland's coming. We're doing the shit. So it, it's been very cool. Brilliant. Brilliant. And Jono, you weren't here the last time. So I have to ask, what concerts have made you? Concerts you've attended, what are some of the best? Oh, uh, <laughs> no, Brian likes to ask those hard questions, dude. Brian gets right <laughs> in there. It's not, it's not a hard. It, the question is 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 easy to answer. The, the 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 gigs come to the top of my head very quickly. Um, the problem is, it's going to like possibly fuck whatever. You two, the three sixty degree tour that I got to watch in the Cape Town Stadium is the best rock and roll gig I've ever seen in my life, hands down. You see that Lexi's just like going, yeah. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, no, no, oh no, they know they should, dude. I mean, I'm like, that's <laughs> I fucking get it. Um, the other one that was that was that was quite um, quite that had quite an impact on me, and when I say impact, it it it, it hit like a like an eighteen wheeler juggernaut was um, getting to be right like on the on the stage line. Um, of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in a in a in a twenty thousand seater auditorium. Oh man! Um, when they toured South Africa, and I didn't know Bruce Springsteen's music, I didn't know the E Street Band. I just got given a ticket, and I was like, "Cool, man! It's Bruce Springsteen. It's like the nineteenth wonder of the world. This is going to be cool." I went with my cousin, who I'm super close with, and we got there early because she'd she'd found out like amongst the like total Bruce Springsteen freaks. Like if you get there five hours before the show and you get the first 400 bracelets, you get in the, in the pit. So we went and did that and we queued for like five hours. And then I was on stage and like pretty much, I think Bruce Springsteen may have sweated on me. Um, (laughs) And like Tom Morello was, it was that tour that Tom Morello was doing, you know, so like, Here's me. I've never heard fucking Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, and here they are in front of me. I'm right on stage, and it's the only way I can describe that band is that it, it's the sound of a juggernaut. You know, two and a half hours of unrelenting raw power. It's crazy. Um, the other one that, that was a big one for me um, 
growing up, I listened to Muse a lot. I was a classical pianist all throughout my school career and a choir, like a choral singer. So like listening to Muse was quite a big deal. They toured South Africa just as they, like as part of their world tour um, promoting uh, Black Holes and Revelations. So they were really like right at, like they were on the up, like, but Breaking, you know, Breaking is like the band they are now. And I got to see them on that tour and that was insane because I was a huge fan at the time. Um, so that was, I mean, that like I'm, I've got shivers now. Um, and then at the same gig, and I think this one's worth mentioning as well, it's probably the only one that's really relevant in terms of, of the sound of this band. Um, but again, an artist who I didn't know anything about outside of two songs, those being uh, Black Hole Sun and uh, Be Yourself. And then Chris Cornell walked onto a stage in front of me in uh, Kenilworth and 15,000 giddy South Africans and opened his mouth and started singing Cochise. <laughs> Oh man! And I was like, "What the fuck is this noise coming out of this man's face? <laughs> like, who sings like that? What the fuck?" I didn't know. I I couldn't deal with it. You know, I I didn't know what to expect. And then I heard the voice of God, you know, coming out of Chris Cornell, and I was like, "Okay, cool." You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And and then I I guess also like on a. So, this is a conversation we could go on all day. So I'm going to say one more thing, which is um, I'm very fortunate in, in my life down here in Cape Town, South Africa, that, that my parents started a, a, a business about 14 years ago. Uh, they have a small independent like uh, live music venue in Cape Town. And I've gotten to experience the cream of the South African musician crop and some internationals, in fact, um, come and play some incredible intimate gigs at our venue. And I, I mean, sit down, we call them sit down, shut up and listen gigs. Um, you know, and just to, just to have, you know, like the nude girls, for example, Arno Carstens, the lead singer, he comes and sits there on a stool for an hour and a half with his acoustic guitar um, and just plays through like, a bunch of songs that he's written to 50 people who quiet as a mouse. And those kind of, those kind of shows on the opposite end of the, of the spectrum are also like incredible, you know? Um, and especially somebody like Ono, you know, you go from on the one hand opening for his like crazy, scary rock and roll band, the Springbok nude girls to like watching it to like getting to hang out to them backstage at my parents' venue and like him having kittens about the state of his voice because he's man alone on stage with an acoustic guitar and just go like, man, it's always so cool. Just finding out that musos are just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a lucky boy. My, my whole life is, is very much in and around music and musicians 24 seven. Um, but certainly those those big those big gigs. And then and then another one that deserves a, men a mention um because I'm really fucking excited and sugared up now after that bar of chocolate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um is the the Counting Crows, just because I love them and they're such great songwriters. Oh. You know. And Adam Duritz is such a great singer. I watched him again a month ago and I like I just sat there and like the sound was bullshit in the venue we were in and couldn't fucking hear the guitars. But like, just I just want to, okay. Never mind that. I'm just going to listen to the fact that Adam Duritz is a fucking great singer, 
And I listened to a dude be an amazing singer for two hours. And I was just like, this is great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, man. I'm seriously jealous over some of them gigs. Like, <laughs> seriously. They are great wow. gigs. I have to ask though, have, are you guys or have you guys played your parents' venue yet? <laughs> we're too loud we're way too fucking loud <laughs> like yeah literally we are too it, it, I mean it's it, it's hilarious that that comes up I was uh, I was with my family last night it was my uncle's birthday and we were all around having dinner and somebody asked the question they're like oh yeah Jono so we see your band's like doing quite well and stuff when are you going to play the Alma Cafe and I just look over at my dad and he's just like ever <laughs> <laughs> He just shook his head. He's like, he knows. And I know. And we just laughed. And then we then we have to try and explain to the people. It's like, no, we'll actually cause permanent hearing damage if we had to play in that venue because it's so small. Like, people would get hurt. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe in like 10, 15 years when you go through like a, a softer phase, you can play like acoustically <laughs> there or something. <laughs> Look, I'll tell you, I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, Alex is a little country bumpkin like you won't believe. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Go on, That's the truth. Still. No, it's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually funny enough, it's where it's where Alex and I first connected was uh around like folk music and and acoustic uh, indie folk and country. Um we sang harmonies together. Um eight years ago that's where we met one another yeah. the first time um and then this project i'm sure you you would have shared with with brian the the, the project actually started with doing a like a, an alt an alt country dark folk kind of solo project um and then she made the mistake of phoning me and asking if i'd play electric guitar with her i was like cool but that <laughs> means you're getting like led zeppelin involved <laughs> yeah Oh man, you destroyed Base her full of dreams, is what you're saying. Cool. Yeah. No, we just I mean, sure, it was very cute actually. She's like, Oh, do you think you could you could copy some of the pedal steel lines that uh who who is it? Um Richard, yeah. Richard Case uh played on the on the album. And I'm like, we could do that, or we could just start a rock and roll band. <laughs> 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 I think it was pretty much like quote unquote that's what I said yeah 100% <laughs> and uh, yeah and here we are well thank god for uh, for you two guys meeting like that and for you saying let's start a rock and roll band and before I let you jump off then I know you've spoke about the upcoming EP stuff like that is there any future plans in the pipeline right away that you want to share with the listeners gigs anything well, yeah, I mean, we'll be in, we'll be doing a little tour next week. Um, You're playing a gig on with, Saturday, Alex. We're uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing a gig on Saturday. <laughs> Just out of our town, which is awesome. That energy is ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, next week is going to be great because we're playing with the, like, Big Bat, the Black Cat Bones, Everett Snayman, um, Rough Magic, Porsche Boy, Acid Magus, like so all the Mongol bands, we're playing with the label bands and just doing some really cool shows in Joburg and Karting. We're playing a drag show. We're playing a drag show. That'll be cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then we got the narrow at the end of the month. And then I mean honestly, dude, we just fucking working on Europe. Like we will be there early next year. So that's kind of the the big thing now we're doing is just yeah, I was just really planning 
to come to Europe, um, getting all our ducks in a row for that. And then just really going, okay, cool. Europe twice a year, possibly, you know, getting on a plane and not coming back home for, for a fair amount of time. We'll see. But that's where the vision is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm actually, uh, for next year, I'm planning on like going to mainland Europe and covering concerts over there. So hopefully like yes, the universe dude. works out that I can get to one of your gigs and cover it. So We love that. I think meeting in person, having a beer, we can like sit and chat about cool shit, man. We'll be right. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think after yeah. two appearances now, I think the third one has to be in person. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like we're like, friends now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, guys, thanks a million for jumping back on again and good luck with the new music. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Thank you, Brian. Much love, my dude.
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.